Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Why are we talking about Gilbert Arenas? Well, for those of you who may be new to the channel that may be unaware about how I truly feel <clears throat> about Gilbert Arenas, I think Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas is one of the biggest trolls in sports media as it pertains to the NBA. Uh, no one says more outlandish things than one Gilbert Arenas. I mean, this guy, every single, it seems like every single week or every single month, he's saying something that absolutely astounds all of us and leaves us scratching our heads wondering, but is this guy serious? I give you guys an example of what I'm talking about. Just yesterday, I was listening to a live from one of his shows, uh, and he they were talking about, I guess, Drake and all of these things. And the brother goes on to say, um, and, I, and I quote, he says, I don't like, like conscious rap. The reason I don't like conscious rap is how do I grow with you? And then he goes on to say, I mean, for example, look at Nas. I don't know anything about Nas. Hmm. That's Gilbert Arena. So. Uh, what happened about, about, let me say two, three weeks ago, a story came out that Giannis Antetokounmpo was going to be training with Hakeem Olajuwon. Now, if you know anything about Hakeem Olajuwon, he's one of the greatest centers in NBA history, arguably a top 10 guy. Certainly Michael Jordan thinks really highly of him, an extremely skillful player, especially in the post. So when the news came out that Giannis was going to be working out with him, I was like, this is a great move for Giannis. This makes perfect sense, given the fact that Giannis is a big guy. And as his, and as his, and as his athleticism begins to wane over time, it would make sense for him to be able to develop a post package to be able to ensure that he uh, continues to main, remain effective going into, you know, going into the future. But one person thought that it was an absolutely stupid move. And that person was Gilbert Arenas. And not only did Gilbert Arenas think that it was a stupid move, he actually said at the time that, Hakeem Olajuwon, by charging Giannis Antetokounmpo 50000 for that workout, was actually trying to scam Giannis Antetokounmpo and younger players. So what we want to do is, for those of you who don't remember what Gilbert Arena said, want to play a little bit of what he had to say. 
about Giannis and um, uh, Hakeem get, uh, you know, working out together, and then we're going to continue on with the show. Take a listen to what Gilbert Arenas had to say here. I just woke up and I read 12 years after LeBron James spent 50000 a week on Hakeem Olajuwon sessions. Giannis expresses interest in doing the same. Look, <laughs> I've critiqued Giannis in this post-up move, but ain't no way in today's hell you spend fifty thousand on Hakeem Olajuwon training. LeBron James did it. You ain't seen a dream shape. Martin Luther, I need a dream move since he left this camp. You ain't seen that resembled Hakeem Olajuwon. In LeBron James, let alone anybody whoever first of all, who wants to learn a move from somebody who did it in 1990. Anyway, you got Google, Giannis. Go to Google, tap this. You will see is this here for free. <laughs> for free, I'll give you a tutorial. Hey, this is Keep Elijah One right now. This is what you do when you got a big man on you. You hit him with the pull, pull, pull. He don't even have this in his repertoire. Hit him with the heat. Come back with the heat. He didn't have that. I just gave it to you free. Then he's gonna take you get him on the block. When you feel him, when you feel him riding, you gonna spin off. This is. <laughs> I'm sorry, but nobody doing this. All you owe some laying down. Nobody, nobody want the Hakeem Elijah Wood sky hook. Nobody want none of that. All right, let it go. Fifty. Th you should be ashamed of yourself. Charging these young whippersnappers. Fifty. When you came in the league in 1984, you wasn't getting fifty thousand a game. <laughs> you trying to make your money back through the youth, Giannis? No. So you heard what Gilbert Arenas had to say. Now, at the time, I said Gilbert Arenas was being an absolute jackass for doing that, and a lot of people. When I say a lot. A lot of NBA guys and uh, NBA fans called out Gilbert Arenas for disrespecting uh, Hakeem Olajuwon that way. And a lot of people were confounded at why Gilbert Arenas would have an issue with some of the moves uh, that Hakeem had, talking about they only used those moves in 1995 when Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, basically played like Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, apart from some slight differences with being able to shoot the ball a little bit further out. So when he said that, a lot of us were like, "What, bro, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But he said he was laughing. He was loud. So I guess some people thought he was saying something innovative. So this morning, I was doing some research and I came across an article from fadeawayworld.net. And in this article, it turns out that Hakeem Olajuwon did not charge Giannis Antetokounmpo a single penny and refused to take any money from Giannis, which totally debunks the silly narrative that Gilbert Arenas tried to propagate to the masses out there. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes then they are ready for you to eat 
and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let me just read a little bit of what this article had to say here. It starts off with the headline. Giannis Antetokounmpo reveals Hakeem Olajuwon didn't charge him for the private uh, workouts. It goes on. Hakeem Olajuwon recently came under fire for reportedly charging Giannis Antetokounmpo $50,000 per workout session, but it turns out Giannis didn't have to pay anything at all. Hakeem is one of the best players to ever play the game, Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo said on Sirius XM Radio. You cannot even disrespect him in no shape or form. He is probably a top 10 player to ever play the game, if not the most skilled big to ever play this game. Anatokounmpo revealed he had been willing to pay $1 million for the workouts, but Hakeem never asked him for anything. So if anybody like me, as you said, two-time MVP champion, two-time MVP champion, seek for advice from the most skilled big man of all time, and I have to pay $1 million, I will pay $1 million, Giannis Anatokounmpo said, in no shape or form that he told me to pay. The 28-year-old wouldn't have had any issue had Hakeem asked, and he would have been taking time out of his schedule for him. Exactly. He takes time away from his kids, away from his home, away from the things that he enjoys to do to kind of help me get better, Anatokounmpo said. If he chooses to charge you money, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So I don't understand. Like, I saw things earlier, like two weeks ago, they were saying, why would you, why was why he was charging. There's nothing wrong with him charging. Giannis said that just like how you get charged for using a service like Uber, it's more than fair to ask someone to pay for the workouts too. But at the end of the day, in no shape or form, I paid, Giannis uh, Anatokounmpo said. There's a mutual respect from Akeem to me and from him and from me to him. I don't think he was ever in a position to ask me to pay. Greatness doesn't charge greatness. He could charge other play people too. Other people not on that pedestal. He definitely could charge. So Gilbert Arenas, I thought you said Hakeem Olajuwon was scamming people. I thought you said he was using Giannis Antetokounmpo to scam people. Help me figure it out. That's what you said. That's what you said. You said Hakeem Olajuwon was trying to scam people by charging them $50,000 for a workout. Now, let me figure something out. Hakeem Olajuwon net worth. Let me just figure something out right now because I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so Hakeem Olajuwon, according to Sports Kita, is worth about $300 million. $300 million. So help me figure this out. Hakeem was going to charge Giannis $50,000 per workout and then use that money to go wipe his ass, basically, right? Help me figure it out. Mr. Mr. I'm so plugged into the NBA. Help me figure it out. What the hell is Akeem Olajuwon going to do with $50,000? Number one. Number two, for a person worth $300 million, how much do you think their time is worth? Help me figure it out. Help me figure it out. You see, this is the problem with some people.
Some people that are always looking for something for free. They're always looking for something for free. Always looking for somebody to give them something for free. If you want value, chances are you got to pay up. If you want a Rolls Royce, you got to pay. Nobody's doing you any favors. Now, you may say, but this is a Rolls Royce. It's going to help me get from point A to point B in style and all of these things. So Giannis Antetokounmpo going to go train with Akeem Olajuwon, and he's going to be able to impart some of the skills that he had during his playing career that's going to help Giannis take his game to the next level. That's not worth uh, what what a million dollars or fifty thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars to a guy that's making maybe twenty to thirty million dollars a year. You view that as a loss. You view that as a loss. But Gilbert Arenas said that Akeem was trying to scam people. So help me figure it out. The guy's worth three hundred million dollars and he's trying to scam people. So help me figure it out. What was uh, Mr. Gilbert Arenas? So this fifty thousand that he took from Giannis. Let's say he worked out with him four times. He took two of uh, two hundred thousand dollars. What is he supposed to be doing with that uh, four hundred thousand dollars? Two hundred thousand dollars. What is he going to do? Buy himself a house? No, help me figure it out. What is he going to do with it? Since he's scamming him. Since he's scamming him, help me figure it out. What is he supposed to be doing with that? So to me, Gilbert Arenas was just talking out of his you-know-what, as he usually does. As he usually does. And here you are talking about, oh, you're trying to scam Giannis, and Giannis, why do you need his moves? The question is, why ain't nobody coming to you? Why Giannis not seeking you out since, since your moves would be relevant in today's NBA? Why didn't he seek you out? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. Help me out. You said that Hakeem's moves are antiquated, which was arguably one of your worst takes of the year. You're topping yourself every single week, it seems now. So why didn't Giannis seek out guidance from players like you? Help me figure it out, Mr. Arenas. Weren't you the same one that said Giannis Antetokounmpo needs to work on his body and he doesn't know how to train? Wasn't you the same dude that did that? So let me ask you, what gives you the credibility to discuss anything about Giannis Antetokounmpo? Now, some people will say, but it's not about the rings. It's not about the accolades. It's not about, so, yeah, exactly. So what you accomplish doesn't really matter, but it's fine. Let's remove that out of the conversation. Who in their right mind would ever think that Giannis Antetokounmpo and Gilbert Arenas are even in the same universe as NBA players? Who would think that? Who? Giannis could dominate a basketball game with just his defense alone. He didn't even score more, more than five to ten points. Help me figure it out. Maybe if you did a, lot, a little bit less hating, a little bit more thinking, you wouldn't be going out there and slandering people. You said he's scamming people. What if Hakeem sues your ass for slander? Because you said he's he's scamming people. He's scamming people. He's taking money from these young multimillionaires. Oh, my God. One less chain. Oh, my Lord. He took $50,000 from an NBA player. They're going to go broke. The level of disrespect that Gilbert Arenas has for players in the past generation is astounding. Gilbert is talking like as if he's 19 years old. Son is 41. You're not from this generation, bro. Go back, go back, get out of the classroom with the, with the young boys and go outside, show your gray beards or your grays and go hang out with your mates. 
You're not a young boy. Stop trying to appeal to younger dudes by, 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 by messing over people from the generation before you. So Gilbert Arenas, help me figure it out. Help me figure it out. You loud. You can talk. You be talking for two, three hours. Help me figure it out. You say Yan, you said Akeem was trying to scam somebody. Somebody worth $300 million is trying to scam somebody for $50,000. That's like me being worth a million dollars and trying to scam you out of $2,000. Like, what are we talking about? Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Something quite interesting happened. Um, as you guys know, the NBA preseason is underway and I generally don't follow the preseason because they don't matter. And there are people that like to make a big deal out of preseason games. I don't because it doesn't really matter. Um, they don't count. Most players are not playing in most cases. They're only playing half of the game. So there's no reason for me to put so much stock, uh, in a preseason game. But anyway, I was going through NBA.com and then I, and then I looked at the top. If any of you have been to NBA.com, it has all of the games and the scores, live scores. And I saw the Spurs. And I was like, wait a minute, the Spurs, 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 Spurs. I said, oh, Victor Wembenyama. I said, oh, my God, let me go check it out. So I check it out, and I believe I started watching the game in the first half. And let me tell you guys, as I was watching the game, I was actually confused. I, I thought I was watching the third quarter, and I was like, but wait a minute, third quarter? And then I'm looking at the score. I'm like, the score's on. And then I'm like, wait. It took me a few minutes to realize that after that quarter finished, it was only the first half. And I was like, wait, they put up how many points in the first half? So it was a pretty high scoring affair. So I started watching the game and I'm watching to see how Victor Wembenyama was playing. And, and let me tell you guys something. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I could not believe what I was seeing. He pulled off one move where he went into like a modified post up. He faked his defender out, spun to the basket, and then did a reverse layup where he double clutched, all, you know, double clutched and then laid it off the glass. And I was like, wait, what? I said, what? I said, this dude is seven foot 3,000. He's seven foot four. I'm like, how the hell did he do that move? And then as I'm watching him, he's coming off of pin downs, hitting three point shots. And I'm like, wait, but this guy's seven four. And as I'm watching him play, I said to myself, there was a play, he started playing in a particular style. And I was like, wait a minute. This guy is going to be an absolute problem. Do you know the most impressive thing I saw from him yesterday? And I saw a lot of impressive things. But the thing that made me say, this guy is going to be a nightmare to stop. I want you guys to think about the fact that this guy is seven foot four. And he's dribbling the ball like a guard. Think about his center of gravity. How low it is to be seven foot four and to be dribbling through defenders. And crossing dudes up to go to the basket. I'm like, how do you defend something like that? Usually players with that height, well, obviously, look at it. I mean, look at the distance between their hand and the floor. So the likelihood of you being able to steal the ball is greater because there's a much more, there's a bigger window to steal the ball. But guys that are smaller, they can get lower to the floor. It's harder to kind of knock the ball away from them because they can hit the ball much faster. And this guy's like dribbling. I'm like, well, but this guy's seven foot four. And I'm watching him. And I said to myself, this guy is going to be an absolute problem. As a matter of fact, before producing this show, we actually put up a poll on our channel where we asked the audience this. We said, who were you more impressed with last night? Chet Holmgren 
of Victor Wembanyama of the 914 people that have voted in the last, let me say, uh, 43 minutes, about 69% of them are saying that uh, it's Victor Wembanyama. And last night I actually wrote on the channel, um, I said Victor Wembanyama is going to be a major problem. One person said, bro literally has a guard layup package. I don't know if y'all saw how nasty that left scoop layup was. It was crazy to see someone do that at his size. My exact sentiment, my exact sentiment, and that's why I think that this guy is going to be one of the biggest problems uh, in the NBA. But before we get into, before we get any further in this show, this video is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready to eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is a dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. But yesterday wasn't just about Victor Wembanyama's debut because in that game, uh, Chet Holmgren also made his debut. And, and as you guys know, Chet Holmgren was the second pick. The, he had a second overall pick in the 2022 draft. And in that game, I was watching him as well. There seemed to be a little tip for tap. And I think after the game, he actually made some comments about Victor Wembanyama basically headbutting him because he, he hit a shot on him and then he flexed. But I'm looking at the box score here. And last night, he scored in 16 minutes. He shot 70% from the field, 100% from the three-point line. He shot 5 of 7 from the free throw line. The guy ended up with 9 rebounds, 1 assist, uh, uh, 0 steals, 1 block to finish the game with 21 points. Now, on the other, on the other side of the court, Victor Wembanyama in 19 minutes shot 61.5% from the field, shot 2 of 5 from the three-point line. 66% from the free throw line going to a three, obviously. Um, got five rebounds. Uh, what is it? Zero, zero assists, two steals, uh, four turnovers, and one block. So, obviously, uh, it was a preseason game. But to me, as I was watching that preseason game, I was more preoccupied with how Victor was going to look. And let's just be honest. Victor Wembenyama is the most hyped NBA player probably since LeBron James. I mean, and if you remember the hype, the, I, I was in high school uh, when LeBron was coming into the NBA. There was nothing like it. There was nothing like the hype surrounding LeBron James. So for me to be saying 
that this is the most hyped player since LeBron. I mean it. Now, the player that got a lot of hype as well was Zion Williamson, but he's not really living up to the hype. I believe that John Moran is actually living up to the hype, has lived up more to his own personal hype than uh, Zion. But in the case of Victor Wembanyama, it was something absolutely totally different. Even my mom is a fan of Victor Wembanyama. Like, it, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. And I think that it's a great thing that he actually ended up playing with the San Antonio Spurs because the Spurs seem to have the blueprint and the, ped and the pedigree to rear a great international players. You need to look no further than Manu Ginobili, um, uh, Tony Parker. Of course, you have some recent uh, guys who are more role players like Patty Mills, Patty Mill, uh, and others. So to me, I think Victor uh, is in a great situation there with San Antonio. Obviously, he's he's going to be coached by one of the most decorated coaches in NBA history, and Greg Popovich, who's going to coach him hard, which I think which I think is something that's good. And I think Victor, uh, what I like about him that is, is that he seems to be open to being coached hard, which is a beautiful thing, right? Because even though there's all of this hype, even though there's all of this fanfare around him, he still seems to be centered on what's important. Even after I think he played, he played the he played uh, the first two pre, uh, not preseason summer league games or something like that. He was like, okay, I need to get in the lab. I need to shut this down. We're done with social media, and we need to be focused. And you can see because now he looked like he put on, he put on a little bit more weight. He cut his hair. The guy looks focused. So to me, I'm going to be absolutely glued to my television uh, as this guy's you know you know grows into his NBA career because I think if I mean if if that if this is what he's looking like right now. This guy has a chance to go down to be one of the greatest players of all time. I know that's a lot of hype and a lot of praise, but from what I saw, it's going to be you're going to be really hard pressed, whether if you're a veteran in the NBA or a rookie, to stop that guy on the basketball court. He is absolutely nothing to play with. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So, as you guys know, um, there's this debate that's taking place within NBA circles. And the debate is, you know, are international NBA players or international or players that are born internationally or from other countries beginning to take over the NBA, over the American uh, NBA players? That's been the conversation, right? Um, for those of you who may have been under a rock, uh, international players have been dominating over the last few years, um, and with the lat with the late with the latest showcase we just saw on the world stage with the FIBA games when Team USA went there and couldn't even win a single medal, not the gold, not the silver, not the bronze. I think it it added more fire to this argument where some people now believe that international players are going to take over the NBA. One of those people that I've heard push this line very hard is Brandon Jennings on Gilbert Arenas' show. Brandon Jennings really believes that these international players are going to are 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 on the way or most likely going to take over the NBA and he believes that it was an if there was an I think an all-star game or a pickup game I'm not sure I think an all-star game or pickup game where if it was just international players versus American players. He said if I if I if I if my if my memory serves me properly that he believes that the international team will beat the NBA uh, NBA players. The fact of the matter is this. This is something that has been coming for a long time. The NBA started planting this seed years ago. You got to go all the way back to Yao Ming. And also that was their entree into the Chinese market. But 
Yao Ming was the first big international. I mean, like, we're not talking about big. Yes, they've had other players in the NBA, international players, players like Akeem Olajuwon and others. But Yao Ming was a different thing because he brought in an entirely different market. And since then, you can see the NBA pushing for this. They've been pushing for this, right? For more for the game to grow wider. You see that they're, they're, they're doing various things in Africa. They're doing various things in Europe. And now we've reached a point where, you know, international players are beginning to dominate the NBA. For example, the last four, the, the, the last four players to win MVP in the NBA and have, have all been international players. Now, Joel Embiid is a dual, dual citizen, citizen, but he was not born in the United States. He's just a dual citizen. But the last four players have not, were not born in the U.S. Uh, Giannis won. Um, yeah, Giannis won. I believe Giannis won two. Let me hold on. Let me get this right. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo won two. It can, it can it, it it could possibly be. I could be wrong, but I think the last five regular season MVPs. Uh, no, Giannis won two MVPs. So Giannis won it in 2019, 2020, and then Nikola Jokic won it in 2021 and 20. Uh, two, yes, and then Joel Embiid won it in 23. So the last five regular season MVPs have gone to international players. The last five. So for the last five years, international players have been at the top of that, have been at the top of the heap. And if you probably look at MVP, like top vote re- uh, receivers, like for top three, I guarantee you of the top three has always been two out of three. It's always been two. It's going to be Giannis, because last year was just three. It was Giannis, Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid. That's been the trend over the last few years. So they've been doing that. But let's look at championships as well. Two of the last three champions were teams that were led by international players, Giannis and Nikola Jokic. So you can already see in the trend beginning to develop. And I think that is putting NBA players on their heels where now they need to start waking up and realizing, whoa, wait a minute. If we don't start taking pride in this game, these guys could very well overtake us because these guys are here to compete. They're not here to genuflex or watch you. Genuflect or watch you. They're here to compete with you. And you're seeing that. Every single year with the numbers that these guys are going up. And what I want to do is I want to list out some of the, because now I want to go to the top 10 players and list out how many of them are actually international players. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat 
and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more Per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let's just go through some of the players right now because this has been an argument. Of the top 10 players right now, I'm just going to go off my head. Or actually, let me just... Let me just let me just check uh, right now because this may be a little bit top ten players, top ten NBA players, twenty twenty three. Let's see, um, let's see who has a top. Okay, let's look at let's look at CBS Sports. I think they recently just released a list that had a lot of people, um, you know, crying and, and shaking and hollering and hooting and hollering and all of these different things. So on their list, they have Nikola Jokic is one, Giannis at two, Luka at three. Jason Tatum at four, Joel Embiid at five, uh, Katie at six, Stephen Curry at seven, Shai Gilkers Alexander at eight, Damian Lillard at nine, John Morant at 10, and it goes on, LeBron 11. Okay, so the top 10 players right now, five of them are international players. Shai Gilchrist Alexander is not from the U.S. I believe he's from Canada. Of the top 10 Half of them are from another country. Of the top five, I I mean, if I'm looking at it right now, you have Giannis, you have the Joker, you have Joel Embiid. How can the MVP not be one of the top five players? Then now you have to choose between Luka because they have Luka and, 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 and Jason Tatum. I would take Luca over Jason Tatum. Well, they do different things. Jason Tatum plays, he plays, he's more of a two-way player. Uh, but I would take Luca. There's an argument that can be made that of the top five players in the NBA, four of them are all international players. Of the top five players in the NBA playing today, four of them are international players. But it doesn't stop there. Because something pretty big happened last night. What happened last night? Last night, Victor Wimbenyama made his preseason debut. And if you saw it, you already know what's coming. If we look at the way this thing is trending as it currently sits, an argument could be made that in the next few years, international players are probably going to comprise the top 10 players in the NBA. That's where all of this is heading right now. That's where all of this is heading but then the question has to become why is this the case why is this the case america is the the country that that is known for basketball so how is it possible that these guys that come from different places are now coming into this league and taking over well i think is a few things number one i think is the way that uh, NBA players are brought up through the AAU system, something that 
players like Robert Ori, Kobe Bryant, and all of these guys have bitterly criticized. They said they actually believe that it's making our players worse. I believe that this whole system of low management and all of that is also affecting them, although these international players are partaking in that as well. And I also believe that given the fact that these these guys are playing in other leagues where you 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 play a more fundamentally sound game, it's making the NBA game, to be frank with you, seem easy to them. That's what it is. When you listen to Luka Doncic on the JJ Reddick podcast talk about it's much easier to play in the NBA than it is to play abroad, that's an indictment of the league. That's an indictment of the league. I also believe that these guys are playing with more fire in their bellies. I believe that these guys are here to make a statement. Something else that I think is also worth uh, pointing out is that their disposition. Here's what's interesting. Here's what's, here's what's, what's interesting. A person, if you, if you look at a person that grew up with nothing, that had to struggle and fight and claw for everything that they got. When that person is given an opportunity to change their lives and the lives of their fam lives of their families, those people with that fire in their bellies are more than likely going to outcompete even people that are probably more talented than them because their work ethic alone would allow them to outcompete these other people. But when you have other people who grew up with a lot of the comforts that some of these people did not have and were always told that you're great and you're going to be great. And when they get to the NBA, they start acting like as if it's their right instead of a privilege. Then you get things like this. You see what you see. If players took pride in the game a little bit more, you would see a different result. You would see a different result. A lot of those other teams, uh, those other players, when it comes time to even represent their country in international play, they're all there. The best of the best, they're all there every single time. But in the States, man, we too cool for school. Now, some people say, oh, well, they're caught up in many obligations, so those international players don't have, I, I would even say they have even more obligations. Because some of these guys are representing their countries. You're not going to tell me a guy representing his team in his state is going to have more obligations than a guy that represents his country. You're just not going to tell me. I'm, I'm not going for that. I'm sorry. When Nikola Jokic won that championship, it was a big damn deal in his country. A big deal. When the Nuggets won, it was a big deal for the Nuggets and some NBA fans around the plate, not for the whole United States. Let's cut it out. But it just seems like some of these American players are taking it for granted, man. And they're just too cool for school. They're just too cool for school, man. They are just too cool for school. And these guys are coming in here and taking their lunch money. And if they don't wake up soon, it's going to be a wrap. It's going to be a wrap. The NBA going to turn into the United Nations. And guess what? The league is all for competition. If you think... That the NBA is sitting back and saying, oh, we just want it to be an American-dominated game. You're living in a fantasy land. The NBA is about marketing its product, growing its product, and increasing its revenue. They're not about, oh, 
The best player in the world needs to be from Chicago or New York. They don't give a damn about that. And y'all should have seen the writing on the wall when they started doing all of these various clinics in these different countries and taking the game to various countries around the world. You, you should have read the writing on the wall then. And Victor Wembanyama, if he turns out to be anything good or like what people are expecting, it's a wrap. It's a saran it's a wrap. It's over. There's nobody, right, young player in the NBA. Yeah, John Moran is cool. He's great. Zion, if he gets his stuff together, is great. They do not have the upside of Victor Wembanyama. Don't even trip. That dude has a totally different upside. That guy could possibly become the face of the NBA. And once these guys take over, it's over. It's over. So people need to start waking up. People were sitting up there twerking it up all over the place when LeBron and these guys said they were going to go represent the country. And I'm happy because you should go represent your country for God's sakes. But those are the, oh, that's, that's the old guard. LeBron, uh, 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 I think Damian Lillard, I think Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, I think Kawhi wants to go. These guys are the generation that will soon be out. The younger group are the ones that are coming in. It's going to be a very interesting next five to 10 years in the NBA. And I can't wait to see. These are my thoughts. So what I want to know from you guys is, do you think there will come a point when the international players are going to take over the NBA? If these NBA players don't sit up, these American NBA players don't sit up and start getting serious. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.